You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. The Ensemblist is brought to you in part by our new Patreon members, Colin Elijah, Josh Fiedler, Joanne T. Garvin, Linda Lee, and Joey Soji. You can join them in supporting the work we do for as little as $5 a month. Learn how at patreon.com slash theensemblist. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome, I'm Mo Brady. One of the loudest and most vibrant cultural conversations to recently hit the Broadway community has been about racial representation. Throughout the industry, there's been a persistent desire from both audiences and artists to see more diverse stories on stage. And yet, the racial diversity of our country still isn't reflected in the racial diversity of Broadway performers. There's been no seismic shift in the number of actors of color performing on Broadway. Yes, systematic change often comes with incremental progress. However, the recent crop of Broadway musicals seem to provide few examples of such change. I've been curious what all of this feels like for artists of color, so I asked a few of them into the studio to share their experiences with racial representation in the theater industry. Bradley Gibson made his Broadway debut as a swing on the 2014 musical adaptation of Rocky. Since then, he created the role of Tyrone in A Bronx Tale the Musical and is currently storming the Pride Lands as Simba in Broadway's The Lion King. He joined me in the studio for a candid conversation about how race has played into his career thus far and where he sees opportunities for better representation on Broadway stages. Here's our conversation. Will you introduce yourself and tell us what neighborhood of New York City you live in? I'm Bradley Gibson. I live in on the Upper West Side. And what's your current job? I am Simba in The Lion King on Broadway. We've heard of it. <laughs> so when was the first time you felt like you saw someone that looked like you on stage? Oh my gosh. I definitely would say it was The Lion King. Really? I saw The Lion King on Broadway in high school. I was on a choir field trip from North Carolina and... I was really blown away by the show because I, like everyone else, love the movie. And I also love Broadway and musical theater, of course, but I had not really um, thought much about The Lion King on Broadway. I was more so into, you know, at the time, The Phantom of the Opera or something else, like, right? So I didn't really want to even see the show. I was trying to convince my teachers to go see something else. Or, but we went to see The Lion King and they sat me right in the center seat of that front row of the mezzanine. And... I was taken aback. It was such a profound experience for me because I had never seen that many people on stage that looked like me. Been, I've been doing this since I was five years old. And I've always been around theater people and singing and dancing, but I never felt like 
I was around people that looked like me or people that understood me or sounded like me. Um, and I never really, I never saw it. So to see a full stage of people that looked like me on Broadway, it liberated me and made me feel like I was going to be able to do what I wanted to do, that there was a place for me. And um, I think that moment was a big, you know, step in my life. It changed everything. Was the musical theater community that you grew up in mostly Caucasian or yes. pretty split in terms of ethnicity? Ooh, it was very white. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. I had, a, I had an amazing arts education and my theater community was really great. The dance community was great. But yeah, I was definitely one of maybe two or three. I was the one that was consistent, right? Mm -hmm. Like show to show, year to year. So was that the first time you saw an all-black show? Yes. Okay. Was the decision to pursue going to Boston Conservatory before or after? It was after that. And I think that Lion King experiencing that Broadway show, and then I um, I did my first professional job when I was 16. I did summer stock. I did a chorus line up in the mountains of North Carolina. And I was the youngest person in the cast. I played Richie. Everyone else was a New York City actor doing a gig, right? Mm -hmm. That summer, I learned so much about the theater. I learned about what it meant to be in musical theater. I learned about what it meant to live in New York City and audition and go to school for musical theater. I had no idea that that was even an option. So those two experiences really opened up my mind. What were the shows that you were doing at Boston Conservatory? Are you getting a chance to do any sort of race-specific roles? Or are you... No. No. <laughs> okay. I would assume no, because I would assume that there would be kids of all races, but mostly white kids that yeah. go to a musical theater training program. Yeah. I really love my college experience. I love... I have so many memories and great friends and, you know, family that come from that four years, from, from those four years. But I have to say that I never really did any sort of race-specific show or role there. And that is something that I, um, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish that I had uh, teachers and mentors that were kind of leading me in that direction or understood that that was something that I needed to know and understand. You know, I think it's so important to know of course, the history of theater, the history of musical theater, but also the history of, of your community within that, mm -hmm. right? And sure. I had no real concept outside of, you know, Norm Lewis and Audrey McDonald. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they're the, the, the titans, right? Yeah. The icons. But um, there's so much more. Is that because it wasn't part of the curriculum to talk about the the whiz? Or, <sighs> or, or is it because there weren't at professors that weren't Caucasian? I think there just weren't the professors there. And I think that while maybe we would have hit some of those shows or some of those moments. So I did know about that, but no one ever really told me what direction I should be going into. No one ever really told me what the business would be expecting of me as a black man. Yeah, I, I wish it would have been different. So when I got to New York, I had to really learn a lot really well, fast. Let's pull that apart. Okay, yeah. so... Uh, Lion King is your third Broadway show? Yes. Okay, you debuted in Rocky, mm -hmm. and then A Bronx Tale. Okay, I didn't get to see Rocky. Was that a race-specific role? I was a swing in the show. Okay. I understudied Apollo Creed, which is race-specific. Right. Okay, yeah. so then all of your Broadway credits, in some way, have to do with race. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's dig into that. You walked out with a musical theater degree. Yes. Three bucks, two bags, one me. <laughs> truly, truly. And then... <laughs> How is your auditioning experience different than your Caucasian classmates? Oh, wow. Um, when, before I got out of school, I auditioned on a whim for the Porgy and Bess tour. And I went in for that because I, I loved the cast recording. I, had, I saw the show when it was at ART, 
in Cambridge when I was in school and I loved the show and I really, I loved it because I love the score, of course, but also because I was seeing Audrey McDonald, Norm Lewis, and all these great Joshua Henry on stage, yeah, 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 these yeah. black performers that look like me and, and were doing this amazing show It won the Tony. And so I wanted to audition for it. And I started getting callbacks for it. And it really started to go in a positive direction for me. And that was the first time I had ever auditioned for anything that was a Broadway tour or a Broadway show. And I, I quickly realized then I was like, oh, there's a certain, like, there are things for me. I started um, going in for the Book of Mormon soon after college from Showcase. And uh, Beautiful was new at the time. So I started going in for the out-of-town trial of Beautiful and Rocky as well. And all of these things I was going in for were race-specific. Um, I also realized that there were certain uh, styles that I was expected people to understand musically as a black performer. And, you know, there's a certain style of singing, of dance, everything like that. And, of course, some of that is naturally within myself because of my history and my family's love of music and Motown and, you know, black culture, right? But I quickly realized that there were some things that I had to pick up on as far as vocally. I I saw that people wanted me to sing in a, uh, in a more of a soaring sort of R&B style, and, and and while I had that sort of naturally within myself, it took some voice lessons. It took some time, some training to really get my, my chops there because it wasn't there from school. I had great vocal training as far as legit goes or like really the groundwork of my voice was really strong and I have like a pretty malleable instrument so I could always kind of mock or or make my voice sound like something but sure. having that true uh training in that way it took a lot of work and it, it paid off um but yeah I had to learn a lot really fast so everything that you mentioned in terms of audition opportunities are rates specific every what single one is that true like you you haven't been seen for the Phantom of the Opera I'm trying to think of shows that don't uh, you know you know I one thing I can remember having a few callbacks for was for Cinderella, for The Prince, mm-hmm. for the tour. Mm-hmm. There was a few, but besides that, it was all race specific. Do you think there's a difference between seeking all ethnicities on an audition breakdown and casting all ethnicities <laughs> on an audition breakdown? I think that that is often always said, right? Searching for all ethnicities, but I think it's not always really what is wanted or really what the end result is planned to be, mm-hmm. right? And that is really saddening to me because then you feel like you're being lied to. You feel like you're being lied to because you're going in for something that is supposed to be open to everyone, but really, end of the day, it's not going to be that. I think that if you're going to do that and you're going to say that, really be true to that. And that does not mean having a show that is, you have a, a black girl in the ensemble kicking her face, you have an Asian guy singing with the ensemble. That's not diversity. That's not a diverse cast. That's just, you know, a couple of specs here and there. So no, I've never really experienced a show where I felt that I was a part of something that was diverse in that way or was not race-specific. Why do you think the racial diversity of our country is not replicated with the racial diversity of Broadway ensembles, casts? Yeah, race makes us uncomfortable, right? I think makes us uncomfortable, and I think that when you start really being diverse and really letting everyone have a seat at that table when it comes to race— You have to understand that you're required now to really embrace that culture and that culture and their stories are naturally a part of your story, unless it is 
a fairy tale. Unless we're doing Wicked, unless we are doing some sort of fantasy world, no matter what you do, that culture is going to be put within your show and within this character now because we see that person's skin color on that stage when they're playing that part. I think that that's scary for people. And people don't want to get it wrong or they don't want to make it all about that. And I think that people are just afraid. And I understand that, but we have to get over that because if we're going to be representing the culture that we live in on Broadway, then that's going to be a colorful one. Everyone's a part of it. Can you remember a time that you saw a musical theater cast that you thought was racially representative? My first time coming to New York after college was seeing the Ragtime Revival in 2009. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool for me because Stephanie Umo went to the Boston Conservatory. And she had recently graduated, like a few years after. And she played Sarah. She played Sarah. In the Ragtime So it was not only Ragtime is also, you know, racially diverse and a beautiful story about... America and race and everything, but also we were going as a school to see Stephanie, Mm -hmm. an alumni of the school, do it. And not only is she an alumni, but she's a black alumni. Mm -hmm. And she's playing one of the lead female roles. That was huge for me. And then huge for me and huge for my other black friends from school, but also my other just friends of color, Latino, Asian, who were sitting there in that audience as freshmen watching this black girl from our school play this lead role. It was so powerful. And I I don't even tell that story enough, I think, or give her enough credit for how much, man, how good that felt and how powerful it made me. And I think all of us sitting in that theater feel as freshmen, you know, as these 19-year-old kids who had just gone to school from all over the country. We didn't know what we were doing. We were, you know, a musical theater school. You're getting, like, broken down to oh, sure. Freshman be year, I'm built sure. back up, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> They're, like, tearing away all the crap you do that's wrong. And seeing this beautiful brown girl on stage singing and belting like a dream and playing this stunning role in this stunning production with maybe the most beautiful score ever, Ragtime mm-hmm. is, that was so powerful. I'm sure you've done shows like this, I, but every show we've talked about has been race specific. As a black performer, how does it feel different to be part of a all black show or an all non-white show like The Lion King versus being part of a show that's all races, ethnically diverse? Um, Is there a different sort of learning or teaching that you have to do or comfort level? I don't, I don't know. I think when you're, you know, when you're amongst people that look like you, that sound like you, that understand your history. There's a natural sense of unity and family. I think that's the beautiful thing about doing all black shows. I've done, I'm in The Lion King, but also I've done regionally, I've done Dreamgirls, and it feels good because you have this natural family dynamic that's happening, whether it be because of the music that you like or the music in the show or just talking about your experiences or in, in work, but also experiences with your family and like school or just simply like coming from musical theater, talking about being one of two black kids in college, in mm-hmm. your college class, right? Like mm-hmm. we get that. We can laugh about that. We can understand that. So the good things, the bad things. It's beautiful. But also it's, it's just as beautiful to be in a show that is diverse in a different way. You know, doing a Bronx tale, which is also race specific with you know, the black people and the Italians and whatnot. But what a beautiful experience that was that I will never, ever forget. I loved every single person in that cast, in that crew. Broadway is so beautiful because it's such a a community and it's such a family. 
And yes, there's like a natural uh, love you have when the people look like you or it's like the Lion King. It's, it's naturally that. But man, like it's magic to be in a building like the, like a Bronx Joe was. I will never forget that. And I will also never forget feeling like a lot of us have different backgrounds, but we're like hanging out all the time and we are loving on each other and, and celebrating babies being born and marriages together. Like that's so special. And I think it's such a learning experience too, whenever you do come from different backgrounds, right? That's mm-hmm. another beautiful part about being in a cast that is diverse and taking that risk. It's that we're all learning together. We're building this show together and we're doing the show together each each night. But also like we're forming relationships and are learning about other cultures and other 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 things that we don't know about. And I think that that's um that is something beautiful too and I think that when it happens no one ever is upset about mm-hmm. it, right? So let's keep doing it. Let's do more of it. One last question, kind of flipping the first question on its head. That moment at The Lion King seemed pivotal for you. Have you had an experience at the stage door where someone told you they felt like they were seen? Um, yeah, a lot. There's been a lot of moments where people have, you know, reached out and just wanted to say thank you um, for a thousand reasons. A few weeks ago during Broadway Care season, we take photos in the lobby. Uh, one of the roles each night takes photos for, for donations and my last time doing it for this season, a girl took a photo with me and she just said to me and also the cast member who was taking the pictures and taking the donations, thank you so much. This is so special. She was like these beautiful brown people on stage telling this story that everyone universally loves. It is not something that like just the kids like or just, you know, millennials, everyone young and old no matter where you're from in the world, loves The Lion King because it is a story about animals that is so human. It is the most human story, I think, ever. Talking about loss, talking about finding yourself, things that we all can see ourselves within. And I think that it's so universal because it's animals. And when you get to the theater, you're being forced to see it being told through people of color. And it's also... A cultural experience. It's an African cultural experience. So, yeah, moments like that are so beautiful because I just, you know, when you're in something, you don't, you can't, you're not there all the time, right? You're not, your mind's not always there thinking about, oh, I'm changing someone's life. Yeah, the cultural impact of what I'm doing every day. But it's so beautiful whenever you get a chance to hug someone who's just saying thank you, right? Like, theater is service. Being an artist is also doing service. Broadway performers are are doing acts of service every single day, and we do it because we love it. But man, it feels good whenever someone says, thank you for for empowering me or allowing myself to be seen. Um, Yeah, that's life-changing. That's why I do it. Special thanks to Bradley Gibson for sharing his stories with us this week. The Ensemblist was produced today by me, Mo Brady. The Ensemblist is proud to be a part of Broadway Podcast Network. If you can't get enough of theater conversations directed into your earbuds from us, there are more than 30 other great theater podcasts to listen to on the network. Check us all out at bpn.fm. Also, The Ensemblist has joined the world of Patreon, You can support the work we do here at The Ensemblist for as little as $5 a month. Check us out at patreon.com slash theensemblist. 
If you feel like supporting The Ensemblist, but uh, don't have $5 a month to spare, you can help us by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow The Ensemblist on Instagram to see the latest posts from our website, where we share the stories of talented artists working in theater ensembles on Broadway and across the country. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.